your life in the now support you to create an amazing and fulfilling life with practical spirituality so that you can overcome your resistive and often negative subconscious mind which blocks, distracts, and sabotages you from becoming your real, true, authentic self. Together we will discover practical, proven methods so that you experience your life and your relationships in a passionate, healthy, and joyous way. This is David Greenwood. Welcome. It's time to live your life in the now. On this podcast, we're going to reveal how often the universe is calling, but you may not recognize who's on the other end. Do you answer it? Do you even know the universe is calling you? Hi, this is David Greenwood of Your Life in the Now, where we help you to understand the deeper mysteries of practical spirituality that is often all around you, but you may not even be aware of it. So what does it mean to say the universe is calling, but don't expect to see its caller ID? Well, we want to explore those times throughout your lifetime where you might have felt connected to something more than you. Inspired, motivated, a spiritual awakening and understanding, some event, some circumstance that had meaning to you. Let's explore how these experiences affected your life and also explore whether they had a permanent impact on your life and how powerful your subconscious habit patterns are to try to take your life back to the way it was so that you not only ignore and forget about these moments of awakening, but how your subconscious tries to bury it and it does it out of fear. So let's think about your experiences. You might think about moments when you were younger. You know, we talk about a term that John Bradshaw made famous called the inner child. And that's a younger part of us from about three years old, five years old, right around that time frame when we're open, loving, vulnerable, even creative. This is a time when it's magical. If you have children of your own, you're probably going to understand how the children are seeing the world like from a whole different perspective. Their imaginations are incredible. So we get the imaginary friends. The things they say, they just believe are real. So what experiences might you have had during this phase of your life that might have been magical? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could go back and remember how we felt? Do you remember how you felt when you were five years old or six or even seven? Right about the time when you started elementary school? How life was. It'd be wonderful if we could just dial up a certain age and go back and live that moment for just a few minutes and just see how we feel, how we thought, the things that were there in our mind, in our hearts. So how did you feel when you were young? Was life joyous? Was it difficult? Many of the clients I see have had very horrible lives younger, had to overcome so much. Other people had just amazing lives, supportive lives. And most of us were somewhere in between, having some challenges, but mostly a pretty good upbringing with parents that really did care about us. And even though the parents made mistakes, I want you to keep in mind it was their intent that made the difference. It's very easy to go back in the past and judge people without being aware of how programmed we are by the past. I oftentimes see people trying to get mad at people in the past because of the way they thought. They just really are ignorant as to how powerful the subconscious programming is. You can't go back and judge people from your present day perspective because they didn't know any better. It's like fish swimming in water. You might see that water is tainted now, but at the time they didn't. 
I guarantee everybody living today is going to be judged by the future. How come you didn't do this? Why were you thinking that? Why do you ignore that? In a past episode, we talked about all the people that die from smoking and drinking and diet. Over 1.3 million people every year. Why do we do that? How crazy is that? I guarantee the people today that get mad at the people in the past are screwing up themselves and are going to be judged by people of the future. So what's the point of doing it? Look at yourself. Don't point the finger at people in the past. Take care of your own life. So think about the things that you did when you were younger without judgment. It's just you growing up. And maybe if when you're younger, it doesn't fit for you as a time of reflection or some awakening or understanding, then scan through your life. Maybe the early years to like third or fourth grade, about to about 10 years old. What experiences did you have? And the reason I titled this The Universe is Calling Don't Expect to See a Caller ID is that you're going to find that there is this magical quality that, yes, will reach out to you and will come into your life if you're open to it and accept it. Oftentimes we don't even know it's there. So I'm just taking a few moments here to have us reflect upon some of the better times of our life when we did encounter or feel something. And if perhaps your early years until 10 didn't do it for you, imagine all those years up until when you graduated from high school or the high school years. Maybe you didn't graduate from high school. Think about yourself up to 20 years old. Think of those moments in your life when you might have had something happen that was amazing. I can assure you that you had something happen to you along the way that was inspirational. Maybe you didn't even understand it. Maybe you tried to poo-poo it and, and put it away. Something happened to nearly everybody in those first 20 years of your life that are magical. A sense, a feeling, something happened, a new awareness, an insight. Do the best you can. Now, many people don't remember their past. People come to see me because they want to remember what they thought, what they felt. In nearly every case, we discover the subconscious is pulling that memory away from them to protect them. Because when you were a child, some of those feelings are overwhelming, but they always find that as an adult, they're able to deal with anything that comes their way. And once they start remembering, they see it and they go, okay, it wasn't that big a deal. My fear was the worst part of it. The actual fact isn't. So perhaps you don't have a good memory. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't. But I just want you to open up and to just see and experience do the best you can to try to capture that feeling of something beyond you, something greater than you, something supporting you. Now you can put it into your own spiritual context, your religion, or your non-belief, whatever it is. Maybe like me, you have a scientific perspective. But I also had a spiritual perspective. And because I had that, it did allow me to have my own experiences. I remember having moments which seemed like important experiences to me. and probably didn't mean anything to anybody else. I remember being in the fourth grade, about 10 years old, maybe a little bit earlier than that. And I was holding a door open for everybody coming in for recess. 
And for some reason in that moment, I realized, wow, someday in the future, I'm going to remember this moment. I'm going to remember that I was sitting here holding this door open. And I'm going to remember seeing the kids and feeling this connection and this amazing sense of coming alive and being self-aware. Now, I think probably everybody has those moments, and I think they're probably just more of an awakening of our intelligence of self-reflection. But that moment to me was the beginning of my memories of something beyond me, something I couldn't even put my finger on, but just seemed important. And years later, I can connect with that. That memory is still very real because it was so intense for me. Maybe you had something like that. And for me, I was always interested in the unknown, discovering things. I went to Presbyterian Church, Sunday school, loved the stories, loved the whole idea of Jesus. But for me, it never really became the, quite the religion it did for others. But the message and the person and the stories were very real to me and very appreciative. And about junior high level, I also became interested in other forms of spirituality of growth studied forms like reincarnation and karma and read books by Edgar Cayce and other people of he was very religious actually in his own right and began to see things in a slightly different perspective and start having my own experiences and most of them in the beginning were not really the best ones I began to realize that when you start playing around with some of these energies it's not always the best thing to do and Maybe in a future one, I'll talk about some of these negative experiences that I had. But they were, they turned out to be beneficial because they helped me to see that when you awaken to more of a spiritual perspective, everything changes. And it did for me. All those negative, more psychic experiences just faded away. Instead, it was replaced with more of a spiritual perspective, which I needed for my own emotional growth. And then at age 19, I was drawn to different books. And I happened to be reading a book by J. Krishnamurti. And I thought it was going to be a book on spirituality, like the normal books and reincarnation, karma and things. And it really wasn't. It surprised me. But in his book, he was talking about the mind and self-reflection and understanding yourself and not being programmed and not believing your thoughts. I never thought about these things. I had literally had never thought the thoughts that he talked about or the awareness he was describing. It just was foreign to me and I became fascinated by it. And I remember one day I was reading one of his books and he was talking about the process of thought. I won't go into it too much right now in depth, but the bottom line was it was my first spiritual experience that helped open me up to a whole new way of seeing the world and life. And even though I had that experience, I found that I tried to ignore it. I tried to move away from it. I was 19 years old. I didn't want to just focus on that. A part of me did, but another part of me wanted to enjoy life, have a girlfriend, do fun things. So you go off and do different things, but always try to come back to it. And those are the type of experiences that I think each of us are open to having. There was nothing special about me. I just had the desire, and the one thing that happened was in that moment, nothing else mattered except answering that question. All my attention was on it, and I think that was the key for having it happen. Having that pure attention, not based on thought, but this inner drive to understand 
And I think that was the key that helped me to experience it. And of course, it wasn't the me, it wasn't the ego that's talking to you right now that was experiencing. It was a pure experience. And this is what I want my clients, this is what I want you to experience if you haven't already on your own, is to get that sense of what it's like to be without thought and to just experience the oneness around you. In that moment, you begin to realize how connected you are with everything. And it changed my whole scientific perspective on life. It changed it in a way that was a true scientist. I was always taught to not jump to conclusions. And so ultimately you'll find I don't make conclusions about things. I don't know how to describe this amazing thing that is beyond thought. I just know the experience is there. So what I want people to do is experience it for themselves. We don't have to name it. We don't have to fit it into a spiritual perspective or a religion or anything else. The very connection with it makes the difference. It changes your life forever. And if you can just begin to touch it, to experience it for yourself, you'll know what I'm talking about because this has nothing to do with me. It's not my technique. It's not my way. It's like seeing the sun. You don't have to have anybody interpret how the sun looks to you, how it feels. You experience it, the warmth, the color, everything about it. No one owns it. And yes, you can experience it for yourself. And when you experience this sensation, this feeling, this connection, it changes your life as well. And so if there hasn't been a moment in your past when you've had such a spiritual experience, then please think about the very simple fact that when your thoughts slow down and come to an end, it's there. It may not be exactly the same one I experienced because it's so amazingly dynamic and changing. It's always different. Every time I experience it, it's different, but it's the same. And these are just words. I'm sorry they're not doing a better job at describing it. But all throughout my life when I've had this experience, it's always unique. It's always new. And you can have it as well. There's nothing special about me. You can do it too. And when you have that quieter mind of a healthier ego, it allows these moments. It doesn't resist it like the old negatively conditioned subconscious once did. It just allows you more and more to have these experiences, to have these moments. And as you do, there's a quietness, there's a sense, there's a oneness. As you merge with it, you don't have a feeling, you don't have a self-reflection in it. You're just, you just are it. And when you experience that for yourself, you know what I'm talking about. And it will guide you. It will light a flame within you like it did me that will be there the rest of your life, always there waiting for you patiently. It's up to you to decide. For the universe is calling. And even though it may not have a caller ID and it says, here it is, you have to be aware of it. Nurture those moments. Listen to it. If you've had those moments in your past, that you might have ignored, please take those out of the closet of your memory and remember them, how important it was, the things you did that made you happy, that had you connect deeply. Take a few moments and see if you can't reignite that flame. I guarantee it's still burning within you. Just got to fan it and get it going again. Again, whatever you experience is going to be unique for you. I only tell you my experience to share what it's like for me to feel that oneness and how it really did help 
Now, in the beginning, I did not have a healthy self, and that's why it couldn't last. I had other moments, which I can describe in later episodes, where it came back, but it was the old ego would reassert itself, the wounded ego, and would take me away from that sensation. It wasn't until I did my emotional growth work that allowed it to be there more and more, to be a part of my daily life. How important it is, what I learned, is emotional growth work is a key to spirituality. For it allows for a healthy self, a healthy ego. And from that healthy state of mind, you have the ability to have that quiet mind, to be in the moment when you simply stop talking and you just allow yourself, it just ends and it's there. It's always there. We're just connecting with it. So give yourself a few moments if you can. Remember your past, the moments that were inspirational for you, how it fits for you, and see if it isn't worthwhile for you to work on ending that old chattering, resistive, conditioned mind so that there can be that stillness, that emptiness, that connection, that wonderful sense of oneness with a part of you that will guide you and motivate and help and aid you as you continue to move forward with your life. I hope that this little bit of sharing has helped you to be inspired to continue on your journey to see that in moments of great difficulty, this joy is always there. And that's an important thing to take away that no matter how bad life is on this level of reality, on the level of this oneness, this spirit, this thing that we connect with, when life ends, it is pure joy, pure happiness, pure bliss beyond belief. Every time that I've been some connection with it, it just reminds me of how amazing it is. On a level of the spirit, there is no suffering. On this level, there is. And for whatever reason, we're here to experience it, to learn from it, to grow from it. It's never always easy and it's never always pretty. And it can be horrible at some level when we're here at this level. But the level of spirit that is always there and always waiting for it is truly amazing, eternal in some way. Again, I don't have words to describe it. I'm doing my best, but I just want to be able to convey the feeling that behind everything is that joy, that spirit. It is waiting for us. And this is not religious, please. <laughs> I'm not religious at all. And I'm hoping I'm not offending anybody by saying that. But the oneness is what I connect with, what I learn from. And if this in some way helps you to want to continue on that pathway, I always enjoy the connection and the sharing. And the reason I do these podcasts and these videos is to help in some way to inspire that part within you that will move beyond the old conditioned mind. Because the programs that I offer, the sessions I offer, are always there to help you remove what is blocking you from naturally discovering and connecting with this amazing oneness. But I do know how to help take away what's stopping you from becoming the person you're meant to be, from creating the authentic you. So if my programs and sessions are of interest to you, I would enjoy, of course, connecting and help you to move forward to embrace your life in the now. Talk with you next time.
Thank you.